Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. These stories contain distressing themes and brief descriptions of violence. This content is not suitable for children, and listener discretion is advised. It was around five in the morning on January 31, 1978, when a scream echoed through the rooms of the Nook Rest Home on Blackpool South Shore. A scream or a cry in the night wasn't uncommon at the Nook, which catered for the elderly, the sick and older people with physical disabilities. And so in the early hours when a fellow resident heard it, they assumed someone was having a nightmare. As morning broke, residents and care workers discovered one of their newer residents on the kitchen floor, covered in blood, murdered after someone had broken in through the window. Kitty Weaver, or Kate as she was also known, was 64 and had been at the home just a few months after discovering she had cancer. She'd been stabbed, once in her chest and twice in her back. Some of her night clothes were found in the living room near a length of clothesline, and a large kitchen knife was found by her side, but it did not appear to be the murder weapon. Besides these things, nothing else was disturbed or stolen from the home. Attending police believed the killer had taken the clothesline from the garden, with every intention of using it to restrain someone inside and Kitty had been tied up and likely moved from her bedroom on the ground floor to the kitchen where she was found. Belief that she had also been sexually assaulted before her death would also be proved right. That morning, a murder hunt began. I'm Benjamin Fitton, and this is Murder Town. Kitty had lived in Blackpool nearly all her life, marrying Ronnie Weaver, one of the four sons from the Weaver's Rock factory. They had met there when Kitty got a job and had worked together until Ronnie's death in 1969. The couple had no children, and after Ronnie died, Kitty lived alone until she was diagnosed with cancer and unable to care for herself. 
She had moved into the Nook rest home only a couple of months before. The head of the Lancashire CID Detective Chief Superintendent Wilf Brooks was put in charge of the investigation and a manhunt began for the murderer. Detectives were focusing on this being a sexual attack and possibly perpetrated by someone who knew the area. The fact that it was a care home for the elderly suggested that the attacker may have been aware that people inside the house had less means to fight back. With no robbery taking place, either the attacker panicked and fled, or had no intention of stealing anything in the first place. Police began going door to door, but it would not be until the second day of the investigation that they would get their next clue. On Thursday, February 2nd, 1978, items were found in the Watson Road Park, just five minutes' walk north towards Blackpool Centre. A kitchen knife similar to the one left at the house, and believed to be the actual murder weapon, was found alongside pink rubber gloves. These gloves were the only thing police knew had been stolen from the house, although they had kept that detail back from the public. They assumed the culprit was trying to hide his fingerprints. There was also an army-style cap comforter, essentially a woolen tube, which can go over the head and be worn like a scarf, or stitched at the top and be worn like a beanie that was typically used in the army. This led police to believe that the killer had possibly used this to cover his face and head, and that there was a chance the killer had links to the army. They now knew that the assailant had left Kitty's care home on foot. They focused on the army camp at Wheaton, seven miles out of town, but it didn't lead to any suspects. The case was unprecedented for the Lancashire police, and they would end up questioning over 12,000 people and taking over 1,600 statements. Around 100 officers made the rounds door-to-door and spoke to anyone they could find who might know anything. They interviewed landlords, residents of boarding houses, and chased leads of people who they were told had left town the following day. Still nothing. The investigation continued for six months, and by that time they had taken 1,700 people's fingerprints. But towards the end of 1978, the case went cold. Blackpool had suffered during the 1970s, as had many towns and cities across the UK due to economic breakdowns and political unrest. But being a destination town, a holiday spot... It suffered when struggling Brits had to knuckle down and watch their pennies. Blackpool, which had thrived as a resort since the previous century, no longer had the sparkle it once did. Many fun parks and theatres tried their hardest to stay open through the revolutionary decade, but as fewer and fewer tourists arrived, doors closed, and what permeated was a sense of reclusiveness, a remoteness. 
as the biggest boom years for population growth had been post-World War II. Blackpool's age demographic began to grow older, seeing greater need for elderly care facilities and other related services. When the 1975 construction of the M55 occurred, it helped bring people back to Blackpool, but it gave people a reason to drop into Blackpool for the day rather than spend the night, and many guest houses became medical practices and care homes for the elderly. As other seaside resorts would become port towns, their tourism thriving with the introduction of international cruises, Blackpool suffered, and it would continue to keep a lower profile as airports became hubs for package holiday deals to a warmer Europe. Blackpool's luster continued to wane further as social problems grew. Two and a half years later, on the evening of May 3rd, 1980, and less than a mile north of the Nook Rest Home, was the home of 64-year-old Hilda Keith and her 87-year-old mother. While downstairs alone, Hilda saw a masked man outside the window with a glass cutter. As she shouted out, the man had cut through the window and climbed in. It was only when her almost 90-year-old mother began screaming out to the neighbours from the upstairs window that the man fled and Hilda called the police. When they arrived, they would find the intruder had cut her washing line, leaving a long piece of it behind. A police constable at the time, Dave Milner, visited the mother and daughter often after the incident, and although the man had been wearing a mask, Hilda Keith had described a green jacket the intruder had been wearing. For PC Milner, who had been well aware that a piece of Kitty Weaver's washing line had also been left at the scene of her murder, he was sure that Hilda's break-in could have been a lot worse. Hilda had even suggested on one of the constable's visits that she thought she might have seen the intruder again around the corner from her house. While driving around the town, PC Milner saw a man with the same green coat. He was crossing the railway bridge just yards from Hilda's home, and he took him in for questioning. The local man, Michael Downs, said he didn't know where Hilda lived even though he lived on the next road down. Downs had been released from prison in 1977 after serving time for burglary. While he was incarcerated, his wife had left him and taken up with another man, although the pair had remained amicable. He came from a well-liked local family. His father was a butcher, and he had attended the local secondary school. Apart from his burglary conviction, there was nothing to suggest Downs had been involved in Hilda's break-in or Kitty Weaver's murder, but Milner remained suspicious. In the past, Downs had been a driver for a local taxi company, and he had also been a laundry service driver in the area, a company who covered the laundry services for local guest houses and nursing homes. Downs was questioned over Kitty's murder, but denied knowing anything about it. 
PC, Dave Milner remained suspicious of Michael Downs and kept records of what he had found, including the fact that at Downs' property, glass cutters had been found. There was just no way to link him, and eventually Downs was let go. As Blackpool moved into the 1980s, it left behind the desperately low economic decade before it enjoyed a new lease of life. Fun parlours and parks were restored, theatres reopened and the North Pier was given a facelift. The goal was to bring back the British holidaymaker. A new shopping mall was opened and Blackpool thrived. As the new year of 1988 arrived, ten years had passed since the murder of Kitty Weaver, except for those who knew her or the people who worked the case. It was not something at the forefront of the minds of Blackpool residents. That is, however, until the morning of January 26th. Gabrielle Morris, or Betty to those that knew her, was a reclusive woman who ran a guest house on the promenade five miles north of South Shore. She had grown partially deaf and was known to hide behind her curtains with binoculars, watching the busy seaside tram stop opposite the guest house and staring at the people go by. She was suspicious of everyone and known to phone the police often, reporting people she didn't like the look of. But the local police knew her, and they understood why Mrs Morris had become the way she had. Just under 14 years earlier, she had been attacked in her bed by a masked intruder. It was the night of November 27, 1974, just over three years before the murder of Kitty Weaver, and Gabrielle was hit across the head with a hammer while she slept. The man tied her to the bed with part of a clothesline he had cut outside. She had offered him £300 she had in cash to leave, and he had taken just 100 of it and fled. Police at the time believed that Gabrielle had been raped, but she swore she hadn't. After leaving her with head injuries, the masked intruder had left, and Gabrielle had gone on to withdraw from people and had become extremely cautious and vigilant about her safety. There is no indication that Gabrielle's 1974 attack was brought up when Kitty Weaver was murdered three years later. It may very well have been, but kept from the public. They had never caught the culprit. But it would be ten years following that on January 26, 1988, that police would become acutely aware that Gabrielle Morris had been attacked for the second time in her life under very similar circumstances. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That morning, 70-year-old Gabrielle was found with serious head injuries and a stab wound to her back. She had around 38 other more minor injuries to her body, likely in an attempt to defend herself. Lying in a pool of blood in her lounge... Gabrielle was only partially clothed and she had been restrained with a section of clothesline. There had also been, as police described it, sexual interference. There was nothing stolen from the property. So now police had four incidents spread out between 1974 and 1988 that they were sure were linked. Gabrielle Morris's first attack in 1974 with the aggravated burglary. Police believe Gabrielle had been raped, but she had just refused to disclose it. Then, just over three years later, under very similar circumstances in Southshore, Kitty Weaver was murdered. In 1980, less than a mile away, was the thwarted break-in of Hilda Keefe and her 90-year-old mother, and now in Bispam. Gabrielle Morris was attacked for the second time, 14 years on, and this time murdered. Instantly, the investigation turned to those who knew Gabrielle and who also had ties to Southshore. The killer had come back for her, it seemed, a decade and a half later. They had one thing now, though, that they did not have before. When Detective Superintendent Jack Ashton closed off the guest house for a forensic search, it was found the killer had left a thumbprint. Of the 1,700 people who had been fingerprinted during the Kitty Weaver investigation, only one print matched this one. The green jacket wearing Michael Downs. The laundry delivery driver who serviced both Kitty Weaver's care home and Gabrielle Morris's guest house. Police Constable Dave Milner was right all along. 
and it was believed that for years following her attack, Gabrielle Morris had continued to be serviced by the laundryman who had attacked her. But he had worn a mask and never spoke during her attack and so she never knew it was him. Whether she realised during the second attack some 14 years later, only Michael Downs would know. Downs had lived both in Little Bispam where Gabrielle lived and also in Southshore, just one street from the two women's house break-in and a few streets from Kitty Weaver. Born on December 31st, 1944, Michael Downs was just shy of 30 when he attacked and likely raped Gabrielle Morris in 1974. He was 33 when he killed Kitty Weaver, 35 when he attacked Hilda Keith, and 43 when he killed Gabrielle Morris. As police looked deeper into Downs' past, they discovered that in 1962, at 17 years old, he had rescued a drowning man from the sea on Blackpool Promenade. James Tweedle was dragged 50 yards to shore by Downs, although he died en route to the hospital. Michael Downs was at the time listed as AWOL from the local 1420 King's Hazars out at Wheaton. The following year, while serving in Libya, his parents were flown to Tripoli to watch him receive a British Empire Medal for bravery. Wheaton was the same army camp police had looked into around the time of the 1980 burglary. But by 1980, Downs was long gone from the army. Detectives then discovered that in 1965, at the age of 20, Michael Downs had served six months of a 12-month sentence in Libya for the murder, or as it was agreed, manslaughter of an Arabic taxi driver. And that murder involved a knife. When Downs was questioned over the burglary and the murder of Kitty Weaver, police were not aware of this international crime the decade before. There was no system in which it would have come up on. After serving time in Syria, Downs returned to South Shore and in 1967, he wed, having two children. The marriage lasted 10 years, ending when Downs was imprisoned for 18 months for a local burglary. He was released just months before Kitty Weaver's murder. Upon his arrest for murder... Michael Downs was charged with the 1974 aggravated burglary of Gabrielle Morris's home, as well as her murder in 1988. He was also charged with the 1978 murder of Catherine Kitty Weaver. According to appeal records, quote, Mr. Downs continues to deny that he had any involvement in the murder of Mrs. Catherine Kitty Weaver but he now accepts responsibility for the second murder, that of Mrs. Gabrielle Morris. Mr. Downs denied that there was any sexual element in the aggravated burglary offence of 1974 or in the murder of Mrs. Morris in 1988. It is obviously implicit in his denial of any involvement at all in the murder of Mrs. Weaver, but he denies that he was guilty of any sexual element in respect of that offence. 
The trial took place in the July of 1989 at Manchester Crown Court. Downs pleaded guilty to aggravated burglary of Gabrielle Morris's home in 1974. He pleaded not guilty to the two murder charges, but admitted manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. The psychiatrist who took the stand described Downs as an extremely dangerous man and of having a hatred of women. His crimes believed to have escalated after the breakup of his marriage, but he was a man who had always had it in him to kill. As for the sexual attacks of the women, Downs denied any sexual motive at all and argued that it was purely theft-driven. Downs' defence called several witnesses, including family who all spoke of their fondness for him. His ex-girlfriend of recent years spoke of him being an ideal partner if it wasn't for his alcohol abuse. No one from his circle spoke of any violent tendencies and struggled to recall anything they believed matched the killer they were being presented with. At the conclusion of the trial, the jury retired for 50 minutes before reaching their verdicts. They found Michael Downs guilty of all charges. Guilty of murdering both Kitty Weaver and Gabrielle Morris. He was sentenced by Mr Justice Kennedy to serve 25 years, minus time already spent, and would not be due for release until 2012. Kennedy spoke to him and said, quote, You will be little short of 70 by the time this recommendation is fulfilled, by which time one must hope the fire has burnt out and your wickedness is controllable. The tariff for his sentence, however, was reduced after an appeal to 23 years. Downs was deemed a Category A prisoner, defined, according to his numerous appeals, as one, quote, whose escape would be highly dangerous to the public or the police or the security of the state, and for whom the aim must be to make escape impossible. In 2005, Down's sentence was included as part of a review of hundreds of life sentences passed in the UK under the Human Rights Act of 1998. The judge sitting at London's Royal High Court retained his sentence as it was, stating that his chance of parole even after 23 years will only occur if it is deemed that he is no longer considered a danger to the public. In 2007, the Bravery Medal, which was presented to Michael Downs in 1963, the medal he was stripped of in 1965, was sold at an auction in London for £2,470, over four times the expected price. Neither the seller or the buyer were ever disclosed. During the years up to his parole review in 2010, Downs completed numerous programs, including those designed for sex offenders, although he checked himself out, 
refusing that there was any benefit as he was not sexually motivated. As far as has been made public, none of Downs' numerous appeals have resulted in his parole, which was last up for review in 2011-2012. stroke Sign up now to Crime and Investigation Play, the only dedicated true crime streaming service to watch brand new episodes of the TV show Murder Town. To start your free trial, head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk forward slash play forward slash Murder Town. Once your free trial ends, you only have to pay the low monthly fee of £3.99 or you can purchase an annual plan for just $39.99. That's 12 months for 10. Again, head to crimeinvestigation.co.uk forward slash play forward slash murder town. UK customers only. T&Cs apply. 18 plus. Subscription required. Payment taken if trial not cancelled. Murder Town is a Crime and Investigation original podcast. Hosted by me, Benjamin Fitton. Written and researched by Anna Priestland. Edited by Joel Porter. Produced by Kim Sargent. And series produced by Sam Pearson. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.